guys. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 182. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. This week we watched The Frighteners. Yeah. This was like, this is our like pre-Halloween. We're getting ready, baby. Yeah. This is. Our, this uh, was, uh, by all intents and purposes, this was silly good time the movie. I love this movie. Yeah, I, like I mean. It, man. You can certainly tell that Robert Zemeckis had his hands deep dug into it. Yeah. You know, it felt very Robert Zemeckis. Felt that Peter Jackson too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Early Jackson. Yeah. Early CGI dog. What about fucking uh, Jake Busey, dude? Huh? I love him. I How love creepy him. was he when they show that footage of him coming out? And he's like, "I got 13." He got one 12. more than oh, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I, this is the best Jake Busey oh, period yeah. to, to me, you know, this was at the peak. Yeah. I know. And the dude from, uh, reanimator dude, he was killing it. He's right? like, he does a great, I feel like when they brought him in, they were like, we couldn't afford Crispin Glover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Did y'all feel that? We want yeah, you to do yeah. the Crispin Glover kind of weird guy. Yeah. Pale face. He's like, got it. Yeah. Yeah. With the weird haircut, you yeah. know. Um, that that haircut is iconic now. <laughs> like it's a hipster haircut now, but back in '95, only like creepos. Yeah, right. I forgot how funny it was. Like when those the ghosts come out of the trunk. Yeah, he's right. like, man, I want to ride in style. Yeah, that shit was funny. He's like, I, I don't want you to spread your ectoplasm yeah. all over my front seat, you know. Um, this is like the perfect, de- like the perfect example of like comedy th- horror. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it does have some genuinely funny parts in it, but I mean, that fucking Grim Reaper thing is so fucking creepy. Yeah. When like, you first, when it opens up, we got, uh, the mom here, exquisite acting and the daughter, oh, yeah. both exquisite. Yeah. And this thing just chasing around the house. Yeah. And later on, you find out it's her boyfriend. I don't know why. I guess they were just playing hide and seek or something. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think that was the first time that she let him out. She summons him. Yeah. Because he found all the Ouija boards. Yeah. He's like, I think this bitch had a fucking direct line with him. Did y'all recognize that guy? That was the, that was Roger, uh, Pedactor from Ace Ventura. Yeah, him? yeah, I think so. I think so. He's like, this bitch had a bunch of Ouija boards. Yeah, I think there's a connection here. Yeah. He's like, nah. Um, so Michael J. Fox is a um, uh, paranormal. Once was a great archetype. He, and I like when they show that where they cut back to him. He's got the long hair and the looks yeah. like he's going out to eat with the American Psycho guys. Yeah, him the band. Yeah, <laughs> I thought um, like it was about to cut a Nirvana record. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that was like 1990, you know, yeah. when that when that took place. So it's it makes sense. So after know? he had this wreck, and you know, he witnessed a crazy event, he could see dead people. Yes, I like how when he um runs into the boyfriend, the guy that was like, "You fucked up my line," and this guy yeah. plays a good dickhead. He does. He was perfect for the role. 
Yeah. But I like how he explained it to him. He's like, well, you're going to leak this ectoplasm. You're going to start falling apart. I recommend a year from now. Because, you know, like when you see the, the cowboy ghost, yeah, he's straight falling apart. Yeah. He ain't he's got been much left. But, now. but the other two ghosts, and like this dude, you see them like they always have it. They're leaking ectoplasm out of their ears. They're, they're like tears, their nose. They always got yeah. a little snotty nose. Yeah. A little ectoplasm yeah. nose. I thought that was kind of cool. Why? And like, what was weird was, so the two guys that work with him, Cyrus and the other dude in the Letterman jacket, yeah. so they look kind of all right. They're a little leaky. But every time yeah. you see the boyfriend, I can't remember his name. He's his face. Like every time you see him, it's like, whoa, dude, you you looking a little rough. Like, what? Yeah, he's looking like a burn. He wasn't victim. handling it he well. No, nah, he wasn't. Well, that's what's crazy because like. You know, the black dude died in the 70s. Yeah. He even said that at one point. Well, He's like, I want to wear, you know, I want to smoke cigars. And he's like, you died. In, yeah, you died in the 70s, man. It's like, come on. So, and then the guy in the Letterman jacket, you have to assume 50s? that he died in the 50s. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's crazy how they're not, de- they're not falling apart. Like yeah. Like, but I think it had a lot to do with like him not really accepting yeah, it. Yeah, his attitude. He was stressing. Yeah. He's breaking it, it down like, faster. Yeah, yeah. When he was crying at his funeral, he's like, he's not lying. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's such an interesting concept. I can just imagine it's like, you know, what about a guy that's like a paranormal investigator, but he can see the ghosts. So he hires the ghosts yeah. to, to go and like fuck with, people so that he can get paid that like that's the idea that's the thought that you have that like spirals into what this movie became you know what i mean it's like well we got to have him like fighting a bad guy and all this kind of stuff and it's like what if there was like a a a serial killer that and then the girl was real young and and it's just like it felt like it was one of those naturally written films where it started with one idea and just branched out into this like really interesting, crazy experience. Here's you know what, what I mean? that reminds me of, and they're completely different. But this movie came out a few months before the Frighteners. It was called Dragon Heart, where he had yeah, a deal yeah, yeah. with the dragon to terrorize the village, and he would come in and pretend to kill the dragon. Yeah, get paid a bunch of money. You know, yeah. those movies came out the same year, and that reminded me of that, like. Yeah, you know they they could have been making Dragonheart. They were like, "What if we did this with Ghost?" Yeah, hey, it's like that's pretty good idea. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, and then like having Michael J. Fox, yeah, as the guy. Like Michael J. Fox has that I don't give a fuck, but he's very charismatic at the same time. Yeah, it, it's such an interesting contrast, but it works so well for him. You know what I mean? Um, there was a lot of uh. I saw a lot of reviews where people were kind of shitting on the fact that he was in it. And I couldn't figure that. They were saying stuff like, well, this was like when he was trying to be cool. He wanted to switch on to like a rated R movie, you know, because it's kind of different than what he normally did. You know, and I was like, yeah, but dude, yeah. he was perfect for it. Yeah. He was I mean, the perfect was... little, you know, he's that guy wandering around like no plan, got a plan. Yeah. Uh, when he goes he's to their house it. and he, he puts that dude. He got first time you see him. He's at the graveyard. Someone's dead. He's like, "Here you go." He's just throwing cards at him. Like, yeah. They're like, "Get the fuck out of here." 
And then when he goes to their house, um, he has this thing that's like a radio. Yeah. It plays for a minute, and he pulls that gun out, and he's like, don't worry, it's holy water. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and he starts, uh, the box is doing the thing, and he's like saying all this weird shit, and then all of a sudden it shits out a little, like, to-go baggie. Yeah, he's like, you want a souvenir? Man. And they're like, get yeah. it the fuck out. He throws it in the damn uh, disposal. Yeah. What was he's funny like, is when the don't... guy ran him off, though, he had the pistol, and he was <laughs> all the way to the door. Like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. That's when um, he sees the number on the guy's head. Yeah. And he tells he's like, them, he's like, which one of you did the number? Because that ain't funny. Because then yeah. we find out his wife had the number on her head after she died. And, see, he yeah. didn't, it took him a minute to connect all this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a traumatic car. He did. Car wreck where and his wife died. And was blamed for and, killing his wife. Yeah. I but mean, they could never prove it, so he didn't go to jail. Yeah. Claimed he couldn't remember. Yeah. What an interesting contrast in this film is how the local authorities yeah. believed him and backed him up. Yeah. They had to bring in someone from the FBI yeah. or CIA, whatever. It was FBI. To, to be the one that's like, I know you're kind. Yeah. You know, it's like. Well, they just knew he was an all right guy. Like they yeah. knew him as a person. They knew he wouldn't right. hurt a fly. Yeah, you know he's always kept himself. He does this paranormal thing, but the, yeah. the FBI guy's like, that's his. He specializes in that and follows people, and he thought he had him profiled. Like, this yeah. is your way of killing people, and like you put it off on like that it's this ghost or something, but it's you. Right. That dude was fucking nuts. Yeah, right. He's he's been you that to me. All right, um, true detective, right? Yeah. You got fucking uh, Matthew McConaughey's character who was undercover for who God knows how long, right? You know, they talk about him being undercover and all this stuff mm -hmm. and how much it kind of fucked with his head and stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, they said that this dude was undercover in cults and shit. Yeah. And not just one, in cults yeah. and shit. It's well, like... shit all over his chest and... Could you fucking imagine? You know what I mean? What was this thing like with women? Like when you first, when they first introduced, he don't even want to come in the room. He's like, "This is a special agent." So yeah, I so left like, He's like hiding behind the door. Like, can you come in here? Uh, I'd I think. I think that had something to do with um, probably his relationship that he had with his mother. I was gonna say there was some mommy issues there. Yeah, sure. Like some very traumatic. Not only that, he obviously had some pretty serious hemorrhoids. <laughs> he sat down on that cushion. He went, ah, oh. and he looked at her in the mirror, like, yeah. He he catch that iron, and he's like, "Let me guess, you got to get this to sacred ground so you can bury it." He goes, "Whoops!" And he yeah. takes the lid off. If you just see the fucking thing, he picked that bar up. And he said, "You're an asshole," and he said, "I am an asshole." Yeah, like yeah, dude. He was a he did a really good job. Yeah, he did. He said, my body is a what? A fucking a, a roadmap road map. of pain? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck happened He's to like, you, He's like, you're guy? trying to do the thing right now where you crush my heart. He's like, but I'm wearing a lead vest. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> it's just so random, you know? Yeah. Um, I watched this movie a, a pretty decent amount as a kid. Um, Because it was, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. The ghosts are funny. 
the fucking uh, Arlie Ermy. Like his him showing up and he's like, I got a grave for you, Maggie. Like yeah. that. I'm like, I wasn't expecting that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? I thought that wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and just like uh, early CGI, early, but but it still holds up yeah, in a decent. weird way. Well, the way that the creature moved was so natural for something so unnatural. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it and it it it's made Peter like it, for you. Yeah. It was so fucking crazy. Like that was one of my favorite things of the movie. You know, you see him like stick his fucking head and and his hands and stuff through the walls mm-hmm. and stuff. But just him when he was chasing him in that car. Yeah. And it jumping from house to house and all this other That's stuff. The Grim Reaper cape on. It's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. And it, he pulls that fucking scythe out. When he hits it on the ground. It, it's so like fucking a cool. Blade scythe, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, it was fucking badass, you know? What was weird? Um, like, where did he get that? How did he, did he just kill so many people? He got that stuff over time? Like, because see, once they pulled that, you know, once they like, he destroyed the cape and everything. Then he was just him. Yeah. He never went back to it. Shaved head. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, you can see where it was burnt from the <laughs> electric chair. Yeah. He's like, we got to get one more. But, uh. He said, you're an artist. Yeah. <laughs> How weird was their relationship, yeah, though? Right. <laughs> I mean. He was looking for bragging rights. Yeah, right. And, um. That heaven sequence. That was so cool. Yeah, it really was. They come walking up. The dude in the Letterman jacket is dressed like an extra from the Thriller music video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyrus is fucking puffing on a cigar. He's like, we got good cigars. and He's yeah, like, it ain't your not, time, buddy. Yeah. It's cool to see them. They get pulled into hell. Yeah, oh, that dude, was... When he was about to kill him. Yeah. And it's like, shoom, shoom, when he pulls him out. Yeah. He was like, send me back. Almost <laughs> had him. He said, I got to have an out-of-body experience. That that's what I was going to say. How fucking crazy is it where he's like, the only way to stop this thing is for me to die. Yeah. Or, and he was going to do it then, for the girl. Yeah, yeah. And and he was, she injected him with some shit to slow his heart rate, put him in a freezer, and cut it down to like negative fucking God knows what. And left him in there so that he could technically die. Yeah. And like, if she would have left him alone, he would have fucking ended it right there. Yeah. But. Well, at least he got the scythe and the cape away from him. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little easier to fight after that. I thought that was a cool shot too, where he's driving and he fucking swings that shit in the fucking window. Yeah, and it's on his. And his chin up. Yeah. yeah. It's just so cool. Like. To be a movie that's a comedy horror, it had so many cool shots and cool ideas in it, you yeah. know? It's like, it's kind of like the 90s, you know, the 95 version of, like, Evil Dead to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. And rated R. Yeah, and rated R. Um, it, I don't know, man. I don't see how anybody can hate on it. Yeah. I th- I thought it was fucking awesome. I remember watching it back like when it when it hit VHS. Yeah, that's when I first saw it. Like you know when it was new. 
Yeah. Probably a year after it dropped in July. So it had to be yeah. like, you know, late 96, 97. I remember seeing it. Yeah. Being like, you know, because it had Michael J. Fox in it. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Watch anything with him well, in it. Well, I'll never forget the VHS box because it had that, it has that face on it, but it was sticking out a little bit. Yeah. And you could feel it. It was yeah. all textured stuff, you know? It's just a relic from the past, you know? But, um, I just, I need to watch the movie more because this is the first time I've watched it in several years. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, man. Yeah. Four years, something like that. I'm the old watch for sure. Yeah. I, I got to put it in the rotation. Like I would, I would definitely buy this on Blu-ray and add it to like a Halloween tradition, you know, mm-hmm. kind of start the, start the season off a little lighthearted. Yeah, it's like the and, it's kind of like around Christmas time when you watch Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah. This is Halloween's, you know. Yeah. Like you said, you can put this up there with Evil Dead or. Yeah. Even Reanimator, you can put it up there with that. That guy was so I mean, good in this movie. He really was, and it's a shame that he kind of got. Um, he was great in Reanimator, yeah. and it sucks that he kind of got pigeonholed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, some... I would love to see him and Bruce Campbell in a movie together. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Because that would be... Them two going back and forth? Take my fucking money, dude. Wasn't it cool when they were going to the house and the boyfriend was with her and he looks at the house and it's like waving? Yeah. You could tell. He's like, get out of here. He could see the evil. He's like, you get out of here. And it just, they just ripped his face off. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. This thing was straight. This thing was so badass it could kill a ghost. Yeah. And that, it, it was kind of a bummer whenever he was in that cell. I mean, it was a cool shot and everything, but he was in that cell and the dudes show up and they were fighting it. Yeah. And they were going in and out of the walls, fighting it and all this kind of shit. And then he just like, fuck, he's like, what happened? He's like, I think we got him. And then yeah. that fucking, you know, it just goes through him and everything. Man. But they did the thing where they're like, they're all right. They yeah. Ended yeah. Up in heaven. Yeah. They were paying their dues, man. So when that dog was fucking running around with his jawbone. Dude, yeah. Right. Him humping the mummy. That I remember seeing that the first time. I'm just laughing my ass off. Like, yeah. Did you see him? He's like, oh, we got a good set of teeth. And he yeah. hops in there, and then all of a sudden you just see his butt coming up. You know, and it's like, wait a minute. He's yeah. like, I like when they lie still like that. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 95, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> For time. sure. Yeah. The hospital scene was cool. Yeah. When they go I into the hospital it. and he can he sees all the yeah what happened, that guy said, I guess that makes you number one. Yeah. I I love the way they shot that, where he kept having, you know, that kind of out of body experience yeah. with it. Could and see like, her killing everybody, marking them. Yeah, that was. I always thought the way the movie ended and the way that they shot that was like one of the the coolest ways to show a flashback sequence of what was happening. And we've seen it, you know, copied and copied since then. But Peter Jackson, man. And he wrote it, right? Uh, 
I think yeah. he did. Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson. Writing credits. I mean, that's fucking nuts. I'm guessing that's it, what kind of helped him. You know, he had those few things he did. We saw where he did that like weird Muppet movie, and yeah. But I think this is one of the big. Uh, this was like you know, kind of a big Hollywood. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, dude. This was like his first where they actually gave him something. Yeah, because he did Dead Alive and Heavenly Creatures. Yep. Before he did like this a TV he, movie. Meet the Feebles, yeah. that weird one, bad taste. All that stuff was kind of like low budget. This was the first time where they were like, all right, let's give him something. Yeah. And he delivered. Yeah. Heavenly Creatures is a great film. It's depressing. It's fucked up, but it's also a great film. But like, I would kind of like to see modern day Peter Jackson go back to horror for a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was that one? Didn't he do The Lovely Bones? I think it's yeah. the last and, kind of horror movie I saw they did. Yeah. And that's not it's even crazy. labeled as a horror movie. Yeah. Well, all right, The Lovely Bones, written by Fran Walsh. and Same person. I'm guessing that he kept, helped co-write it. Heavenly Creatures was written by Fran Walsh. And Dead Alive was... Written by, uh, there's different writers on that. Stephen Sinclair, Fran Walsh, uh, Peter Jackson. So Fran Walsh is out there. Is that his wife? I think so. She's from New Zealand. Oh yeah, she's been married to Peter Jackson since 1987. 33 years. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. She wrote the screenplay for The Hobbit. The She wrote the screenplay for Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, Return of the King, and then The Hobbits. Yeah, the last thing she wrote was that Mortal Engine. Yeah. I still haven't seen that. It's amazing. I'll say this. It's amazing that this man and this woman are married and they work this well together because... Can any, I mean, who all can say that they could work that well with their significant other? Well, you could you know say I mean? it, but saying it's a little different than doing it for 33 years. Yeah. And pulling it off. Yeah. Like making memorable fucking, I mean, dude, the rings movie. That, that'll you know? go down in history there. That, yeah. That, those movies, you know, I don't see them trying to remake that for some time because they, they still kind of hold up. Like, there's no reason to. Right. And they did them all. Yeah, every single one of them. The Hobbit, they did it all. Like, Wow. Shit, I'm going yeah, to give it a full. Star. I'm giving it a full fucking star. I, I loved ever. I love watching this movie, man. And like I said, I don't watch it enough, but uh, I think I'm going to change that. You had a good time watching it. You can kind of put it on with people around. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great film to be like, hey, have you ever seen The Frighteners? And when they're like, no, it's like, let's watch it real quick. Yeah. It's like, you know, two hours, like an hour and 
45 minutes, something like that. It's got Michael J. Fox in it. And it's about ghosts. And then and it's most of the time when you hear, yeah, most of the time when you hear Michael J. Fox and ghosts, they're like, hmm. Hmm. So. But yeah, full star for me. Maybe the only rated R Michael J. Fox movie. I did see that he went to do what Spin City. Uh huh. After this, because he was um, tired of traveling. Yeah. And making movies, so he decided to do that. Go back to the small screen. Yeah, I give it a five. Full size? Yeah. I give it a two, man. This is one of those movies that are grouped in that pile that gives me the feels just because I remember, like, this was one of just those countless movies, man, that, like, I sat and watched my grandpa and everything, so there's a little, there's some sentimental you know, feel feelings that. that comes with it because I like there's 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 just I watched obviously with I, I brought it up before like you know used to be a ritual where each weekend we'd watch it and everything and so we we burned through a ton of films as I was growing up but there were certain movies that 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 stuck out and uh, this was always one of them and I think that largely to do because it was that movie where like y'all were saying earlier when you go in the video store. It's got that creepy, yeah, just solid white wallpaper with that face. It just always creeped me out, yeah. you know. And um, you know, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when I was a lot younger, like the the before he gets unmasked and everything, when he's just going around, fucking a little fucking bit. on everybody. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It's yeah, and I mean, it's just at this point, I see it as a modern classic. Yeah. I mean, if we ever have pictures taken specifically for the podcast, we should, you know, get get the numbers in the forehead. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always thought that that would be cool band pictures. Yeah. Because the people that would get it would get it. You yeah. know what I mean? And they got to look and like they do in the movie. They got to glow. Yeah. What would yeah. be cool is if it was a like a holographic photo. So as you turn the photo, the numbers would light up. Yeah, yeah. black and white pictures. Yeah, and the number. Yeah, changes color. One thing I think we can all admit here: having you know, in our movie journey, if you if you removed yourself from the fact that we have seen this movie before, uh, foreshadowing that it was Homeboy was blatantly obvious. Yeah. Yeah, he was like eleven. I got twelve. Yeah. one more than well, the, Stark weather. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the doctor almost figured it out. Yeah, he thought it was the mom though. Yeah, when she found that box cutter in there, it's like ooh. Yeah, I thought she when she went to the police station, I thought she was gonna be like, here it is, and I found it at their house. Didn't y'all think she was gonna turn that in? I mean, it would make sense, right? Well, it would right? get this damn FBI guy off his fucking back. Yeah, but, I mean, he was he was already full in. Yeah. When he showed up to town, he was already full yeah. fucking force. Full fucking donut cushion. 
You're trying to do the mind thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him fast, dog. He yelled at him, made him puke. Yeah. That's the thing with movies like this. Like, I've got the same memories with this movie. You know, doing the movie rituals back in the day, watching the movie with people that ain't around no more. We've yeah. all kind of got yeah. that thing. That's. Yeah. That's something we all have. And I, I guess, I don't know. I think that's why, you know. I see these people sometimes, you know, and they're like, heard somebody say it recently, and they're just like, I just don't like movies like you. And, you know, they, we just, we had that. Yeah. Something we grew up with. Yeah. And when you, well, when I mean, you continue the tradition, like, yeah. I couldn't wait. I can't, you know, to have some kids and pass that down to them. Like, Trav, you got to yeah. do that. You got to, like, show kids like, movies. They're like, oh, y'all ain't seen this. We're about to dip off into something here. Like, yeah. And then you got those movies. You wait till they get like hit a certain age before you let them see it. You're you're anticipating it. Yeah. Well, that and that's the thing, man. It's like <clears throat> whenever you come from a somewhat low income family, right? Yeah, that was a like, big. That was entertainment yeah, I mean, back then. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't go into Disney World. No, you had one or two movies every night. As yeah, a family. You move, yeah, you had movies, and you had, if luckily, you hopefully, to go to fair every year, but you had. Well, well I mean, there, there was a sense of order and like, Dinner, you know, movie. You got home. Yeah, you got home. You fucked off for a while and got away from your parents. Then you came in, had a meal, and then you sat down. And either it was either when you sat down for the meal or you finished your meal and then you sat down at the couch. But you know, the two went hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times for me, the the movie was being fired up as you sat down. Yeah, yeah. Or just the or just the excitement of like knowing that y'all went to the store on the way home and and rented all these movies or a game or whatever, and just that excitement of like, man, I'm about to crack into this when when it's time for like, you know, it's not time like time for yeah. me to get in my own world. You know, you either popped in the movie you wanted or the yeah. game, and you just you know. And I'm still that and, way. And, where I'm and, like, and yeah, and I and 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 I was gonna get to that too. Like it's still kind of there. Well, dude, uh, as soon as I sat down to eat, I'm like, what am I gonna watch? But yeah, I the problem watch is something. now is that there's there's just too many fucking screens in our lives now that it diminishes that if you don't think about it, you know. Yeah. Well, that's like, why. Now, now it's just commonplace. It's like you know, ah, oh, whatever. But. I just remember that was just always something like, you know, you built up. Well, back then it was was a treat. It was a a day maker, you know? Well, and that's why, like, people, I I don't understand how people watch movies and TV shows on their phone. Wow. Because, like, to me, it's it's almost a ritual thing. It's like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to turn the lights off, and I'm going to watch this movie on purpose. Get comfortable. Might take yeah. my shirt off. Yeah. Like that's it it's 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 something that I feel like us and people like us respect respected enough to give it our full attention. You know what I mean? Because like it's time. And it's time that you want to spend doing this specific thing. I think that's why I and, push so hard for the get the get it from theater to home faster, because I enjoy that experience a lot more. Yeah. And going to the theater, depending on the movie. Yeah. Right. 
So, but yeah, guys, full it gets three full stars. Yeah, fucking right. Uh, y- y'all want to touch on Lovecraft for a minute? Yeah. Um, so Lovecraft this week was pure backstory, mm-hmm. which was fine. We find out what he was doing in Korea yep. and who that chick that he had well, talked to on the phone. Now we know why she knows shit. Yeah. We couldn't figure that out. Like, how does she know yeah. stuff? Is she in the story? Is she? So apparently she's a 10,000 year old fox. Yeah. That's what was that? What that? What they call her? That's what that means. And that's why you see uh, the fox at the end. Do y'all know that audio at the end? Who that was? Did y'all pick it up when it was playing? No, it's Judy I Garland. I, Talking I about how Hollywood it, shit on her. See, I've seen that interview before. That was when she got washed up and was on drugs. Yeah. And that audio you hear is her talking about how they shit on her, and you know, uh, even the 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 song where it opens with her singing. Yeah. So that movie, um, that she was watching, is about those two people, and it takes place in a year which was this episode. Right. It was those two in a year. They yeah. kind of connect shit like that. Kind of cool the way pretty... they. Yeah. But, um, so we kind of figured it out as she was talking about it. She was molested by yeah. her father, but it wasn't her father. It was her stepdad. Yeah. And the, right. only, and the reason the mother let it happen was because in this time, you know, back in the day, if you didn't have a man in the house, you know, nobody would fuck with you. Your family was shamed. Yeah. You you were a disgrace. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the woman let it happen. And then yeah. when the guy ran off on her, then she tried to do something about it. So the mother was a piece of shit. Well, I thought that the chick sucked the soul out of the guy. Well, he ran off because they talked about that. She was talking about him running off on them she may have came back well the the reason i'm saying that is because the anchovy conversation yeah so she was like uh anchovies that was his favorite and she's like well how do you know that oh wait she was talking about the uh, her real father then running off and leaving him because there was a conversation about her husband leaving yeah yeah and then that's why the new guy came in yeah that's what she said she said that was his favorite food. Yeah. Because she went to the woman. You know, that, that kind of shit kind of does something to a kid. Yeah. Not going to be, you know, normal. So she went yeah. to the woman, had her put that thing in him. She had been with 99 dudes. Yeah. When she got with Atticus. And I'm over here like, brother, you need to wrap it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for real, right? Uh, what a cool what way to like. I knew when they brought her to the base. Yeah, he had a projector with a movie. I was like, you can't kill him. No, he's a good dude. Yeah, but then he's like, I got the idea from my uncle. Yeah, when we see him, when they go back to the house, when she lit that candle and it lit that whole room up, I was like, something bad yeah. about to happen because she was acting completely yeah. different. Yeah, she was. I was like, we got a little lady of the night going on here. Yeah. So her visions told her she saw him dying. Or maybe. Yeah. There's a time machine, probably. 
I don't yeah. think he's going to die. They're going to lead us to believe he's got to die. But, you know, we talked about that last week that maybe that's why his dad, you know, his dad knew something. Probably got to uh, be some kind of sacrifice or yeah. may kill him to do it. And he doesn't want him to do it. He doesn't want him to die. Like, yeah. Um, we see his dad beating him. Yeah. Even with his mom. Yeah. Uh, and then we, it cuts to him and the woman in the bed with another woman. That was after he left. Yeah. It's probably like a little one night stand. Try to get over the girl. Yeah. On his way home. Back yeah. to Chicago. But that's when she, whenever she said, I told you, you know, don't go back. Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. She's just fucking, so, she's got nine tails. So I got, I got a question. If you're possessed or you have some type of like fox demon thing inside you and every time you fuck a chick, you suck their soul out of their body and they explode. Yeah. Right. And you, all their memories. Yeah. And you get 99 of them and you're like, if I do one more, I'm done and I can be with somebody. Yeah. But you're not just like, I think the reason like, see, she was already this person. Yeah. And if if she did the next one, I think it would change her back to, you know, untouched, yeah. all the memories gone. So she's not going to know Atticus. You know what I mean? Well, like the monster's yeah. in love with him. Right. But that was the thing. She was always told that she couldn't feel. But it's like she's sitting here watching. That was when they show you her watching a movie and singing. They're like, she feels something. Yeah. yeah. You know, when she's at the dating nights, yeah. she, I would have went on right. a date with her. Yeah, Very for pretty real. girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, well, go ahead. Well, and that, that's why I'm like, but there has to be, all right, the way that I kind of see it is if you look inside of this woman, it's like Crazy Jane. Yeah. I think that the girl is there, and the yeah. girl is some, somewhat in control of the situation. But this thing, like the sexual urges that this that the that the woman feels is like it manifests itself into this demon to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Because you have to imagine that the only person that she's had any type of sex with that she didn't kill was him. The only sex but, she ever enjoyed. Yeah. Because then they show so, you that with that first guy yeah. she takes in there. She's just like, yeah, no feeling. But, but like you said, it's like it was she was like a completely different person whenever that shit started happening. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like the mom. I think the mom is telling her all this shit just to fuck her head. Yeah, up. you're a monster. You're not you. You're yeah, not my daughter. But, I, but yeah, it is. But I, but I think that like if she would have fucked the last guy and got the demon out of her like like she needed to have, then she she would still retain a lot of the experiences that she had. Mm-hmm. I think that to me, like, well, like I her mom know. said, all those memories would be gone. Like, does her mom even know that? No, you know, and that's like, that's the thing. Like she didn't want to change. Like when she goes to Atticus after she told him to go away and she's like, you killed my best friend, which that yeah. scene was crazy. It and was. Y'all, we straight dead shit like that. Yeah. I know. Korean war was, you know? Yeah. But anyway, uh, whenever she goes to him, she's like, I'm different. You're different. We've done bad things, but, you know, we see the good in each other. 
Yeah. Um, trying to work it out, and it was almost yeah. like she she could sleep with him at the bed. She could. It was when she slept with him in that bedroom. Yeah. There was something about that room and the candle because when they did it at the base, it was fine. Well, they did it at the house without any problems. Uh, like, because they were at the base, and then they went back to the house. Yeah. And then that's... Yeah, he slept with So it was his first time. Yeah. She was about to kill him. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's but when she, she ran him off. Yeah, that's right. You're she right. ran him off because it was about to happen. Yeah. You know, like, the thing started coming out. She was like, no, you got to leave. Yeah. And he didn't understand. Yeah. And then they do it at the base. Everything's fine. Then he's talking about, she's trying to explain the story about the fox. And he's just over here like, whatever. Come here, you, you know? Yeah. And then I'm they start to sleep hurt. together. Yeah. And then it happens. Yeah. Where she sees his memories and even the like, and this was what was different about him and what freaked her out was she saw memories beyond. Yeah. You know, usually she sees right up to the point where they die, and she could see past yeah. that. And even the woman told her the chobin or whatever you want to call it. Um, he's not going to die by your hand. Yeah, you're not the one that kills him. And you know, when they go to the shaman at the end, I think when they were like, "You understand the penalty for this," so I think the mother's going to lose her soul, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that because you know she was shaking her head like I understand, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure she's going to have to die. Yeah. But I don't know how long this has been going on. You know? For a long time. Yeah, I think so. Since she was a little kid. But yeah. as long as she's this creature, does she age normally? Does she, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. can she live forever? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I don't know. There's There's got to be, you know, questions. I mean. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah. So my question is. Is she going to show up, and is it going to cause a weird love triangle situation? There's going to be a Atticus? love triangle. You think so? Well, check this out. I, I Listen, y'all remember when they went to Boston, and that tunnel somehow got them back there, like, yeah. and it was almost like, yeah, we're back home in 20 minutes. Yeah. It was like a six-hour drive. Could this tunnel, could, you know, could there be a way to get there from Korea? Could there be Clearly. a way for her to come in and show up there? Or yeah, I don't see him hopping on a boat going no. there. I see her coming to America. Yeah. After this thing where she goes to the woman and they clear it, I see her showing up. And then here's the thing: like, who's he really love here? Who do y'all who do y'all think he should end up with? Well, I mean, he still has feelings for the oh, for Asian sure. chick, and that's why he saw her as an alien. Yeah. Because of that that last yeah. little encounter they had. On his dreams she was like an alien. Right. Um I have a feeling he'll end up with I think that the chick, the Asian Might chick die. will will yeah, do some type of weird sacrifice. Save herself. Let me try uh, to save him. Yeah. yeah. Uh maybe the blonde chick brings her there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe, maybe she finds out about it and she's gonna throw a curveball to Atticus. So her way of do, doing that is to bring this weird love triangle situation to reality. Well, because she's definitely worried about him. 
Yeah. I can see her trying to come there, though. Yeah. She doesn't exactly know where he's... Because she thought he was, like, went in Florida, right? Yeah. But he's in Chicago. Yeah. But, um... Next week, we're going to get what's going on with the auntie. So that's the next episode? That's what the little half-minute teaser was. It just showed her driving the car. and Yeah. It's about time. Well, I mean, that was like three episodes ago. Yeah, I'm interested. So See, we don't have any left. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see them wrapping it up. Not on one scene. No, there's... Even as much as they put into... Well, like right now, we're getting everybody's backstory. Yeah. Now we know, you know, the, the sister and the, the, the guy and the... Yeah. What's going to happen with the sister? I'd be I mean, more with that, you know, like... Yeah, I don't who know. knows? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good episode, though. I'm. It's interesting that they went full backstory with it. Yeah. And didn't move a the whole plot. Year. I mean, they moved the plot forward, but in a different type of way, you know? Um, But I, th- I felt like it was appropriate, seeing as how... None of it takes place in Chicago. None of it has to do anything with any of the other characters except for Atticus. So I think that they that it was relevant. Yeah. You know. Well, now so. we know how she knows. Yeah. He didn't even understand how she knows. Yeah, and we knew like how kind of fucked up that situation was for him, and he not really understanding it. So some of this other stuff that's happening at the same time is kind of like. Open him up. Yeah, yeah. A little more understanding. Yeah. I do see herself maybe sacrificing. Yeah. But she's already kind of had, she's lived a fucked up life. Yeah. So I can so, see her trading yeah. her life for his because she knows he's a good guy. Yeah. What about the book? The uh, Count of Monte Crisco? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Alexander Dumas would say about this? <laughs> I don't think he um, would be none too pleased, yeah. you know? That's his dad's favorite book. I like how when yeah. she asked him, when he asked her to read the book, she just pretty much spoiled it for him. And yeah. I don't know if you caught this, he said something about the movie. Yeah. Because the movie ending is different than the book ending. Yeah. So what she told him was what happened in the movie. Yeah. Because that's what he said. He's like, well, might make for a good movie, but. Yeah. But that's not how the book ends. So we'll see. We will see. So I got a little bit of movie news here. Not a whole lot. Trav dropped something in here. Um, she Hulk cast Tatiana Maslany. Maslany. Who's that? I don't know. Go ahead. All right. Uh, as MCU's Jennifer Walters. Looks like Disney and Marvel have finally found the right access actress to play Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Emmy-winning actress Tatiana uh, Maslany, best known for her starring st- starring turn in Orphan Black, yeah, has been, been tapped amazing. to play the character in the She-Hulk TV series. 
Um, so it's going to follow her, who is Bruce Banner's cousin. Uh, Jennifer Oyer gets blood transfusion from Bruce, which ultimately gives her similar pl- powers. Unlike most versions of the Hulk, however, Jennifer remains intelligent and in control when she hulks out. Um, before naming the role, she was an orphan black for five seasons, nominated for three Emmys. Um, so it doesn't really say, you know, too much detail, but it's just basically casting news. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how they do. You think that he'll be in the movie? Maybe like a small appearance? I think that he'll be in it. Yeah. At least one episode. Maybe she gets sick and he comes in to try to, you know, like I said, a blood transfusion and they have to, they got to get it from him because. Right. He's family. And I'm guess, you know, his blood's going to heal you up a little more. Yeah. Right. But. And Travis can correct me if I'm wrong here, but She-Hulk is always green, right? 90% of the time when I see her in stories, I mean, I don't know. I've never read independent She-Hulk yeah. books. <clears throat> but usually when she, when I've read her in crossover, she's usually already in Hulk form. Yeah, I mean, everything that I've ever seen her in, and I've never read just strictly She-Hulk like Trav, but... Um, everything I've always seen her in is once the blood, blood transfusion happened, like she went permagreen. Yeah, but she doesn't. But she doesn't look all muscly, right? She, yeah, she's she still does. Kinda, okay. She looks like a female bodybuilder. Okay. But not like a disgusting looking one. You know right, what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. I do. So you know, um, but yeah, I'm. I think that Disney Plus with the Mandalorian, and then of course in trailers we'll get to the WandaVision um, trailer. But I think they're going to do good things with the uh, with the Marvel series on Disney Plus. Um, I'm really looking forward to Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's the one I'm looking forward to most. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Another titty bit that Trav dropped in here. Um, Black Widow release may be pushed again, uh, but WandaVision is still set for 2020. So fans may have may have to wait a little longer for Marvel's Phase 4 to kick off on the big screen because it's been reported that Disney will likely push Black Widow's release date back again due to coronavirus. The film, which was originally set for May the 1st, has been delayed at least once already. While it seemed like the new date of November the 6th would stick for a while. That doesn't seem to be the case anymore. And it could affect the release dates of the rest of phase four movie down the line. Variety noted that this news comes on the heels of Warner brothers moving wonder woman, 1984 from early October to the end of December, as well as the lower than expected box office hall of Chris Nolan's tenant, the largest theatrical release since theaters closed six months ago. Though about 70% of theaters across the country are now open, that doesn't include large markets like New York City and L.A. And most theaters are operating at a lower capacity due to health and safety protocols, which means audience numbers are much lower than usual. Uh, Then it goes into WandaVision. 
Um, I don't know what is going to. What's going to hold on? Originally set for 2021, WandaVision's release was bumped up to December 2020 earlier this year before the coronavirus pandemic. And while the show is still on track to premiere this year, an exact date has not been announced. Uh, of course, that could always change, but it's nice to hear some good news on the Marvel front. So, I mean, if they have to push all the Marvel movies out, that's fine. Um, because what to me, what's what does that mean? That's going to give them more time to write, more time to yeah. cast. So, I mean, why not? You know? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if they're not going to release it on Disney Plus for a premium price, which is what I honestly think that they should do that may for the Black Widow yeah. movie. Uh, but if that's not going to be an option, then just wait. You know, just fuck it. Just wait until next year. Like, maybe, you know, March, April of next year. Because who the f- who knows what's going to happen? You know, we didn't think the pandemic was going to last be as much of a thing this long. So what can you do? You know? Uh-huh. So. Maybe they were waiting got, to see um, um, how Mulan did. How, how did, how it did, you know, numbers wise. Yeah. Cause if that was a big hit on the release on Disney plus, I can see them. I mean, if this thing drags out any longer, yeah. they'll have to drop it. Well, and like I, we talked about the Milan thing, and I thought that it was a great idea. But at the same time, like, is it though? Because the film had already had so much backlash. Yeah, about where they shot of, it, and yeah, yeah. So it's like, at that point, can it really be a good gauge for for what's going to be able to be accomplished? Yeah. Probably so. not. I think the numbers on that were pretty bad. Yeah. A lot of people so. were doing a boycott too, because like it released in theaters overseas, but here it kind of just went straight to yeah Disney. Yeah. But yeah. So you know. Um. So Mar- Marvel's uh, it says Avengers Endgame set up arrival of next Marvel villain without anybody realizing it. So uh, recent reports indicate indicate terrifying direction MCU is about to go in. Uh, Marvel's about to introduce what could be its most pivotal and fearsome character yet. With the Infinity Saga officially over following 2019 blockbuster Endgame, fans are patiently waiting for the next era of Marvel films so they can see what surprises studio president Kevin Feige has in store. Recent reports have claimed that the forthcoming third Ant-Man film will introduce a character named Kang the Conqueror who will be played by Jonathan Majors, who is, you know, Lovecraft country. Yeah. Um, Those unfamiliar with the comics may be interested to know that Kang is actually one of the most powerful, important villains to have ever been created by Marvel. His addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, while rumored for some time, comes as a surprise considering it possibly reveals the direction the film series will be going in once it returns. Essentially, Kang is a time-hopping antagonist who will no doubt appear 
as a consequence of the Avengers' creation of alternate timelines in Endgame. His character's power comes from the fact that he can manipulate the course of history by freely moving through time. It's possible that the actions of Iron Man and Captain America will open a window for Kang's introduction. Most importantly, Kang features in several character storylines, making him the natural successor to Thanos as the MCU's main villain. And news that will serve as the most exciting for fans, Kang is primarily a character from the Fantastic Four comics, meaning that his introduction could set up their arrival. His ties to other factions also hints that Marvel could introduce the X-Men into the fold sooner than expected, as well as a young version of the Avengers, which includes Ant-Man's daughter Cassie. Backing up, this is the fact that Kang's ability to manipulate the course of history means he could he comes in in different arc incarnations. One such version is Iron Lad, <clears throat> who just happens to be the leader of the Young Avengers. Another version is Loki, who will be fronting his own TV show for Disney Plus in 2021. Uh, sounds like Kang, the, Kang is also going to cause havoc for characters including Captain Marvel, Thor, and Spider-Man. So we talked about Kang the Conqueror last week, and the reason that I wanted to bring this up was he, I mean, they, they did technically screw everything up by fixing everything. Um, but if that's going to get us closer to Fantastic Four and possibly closer to X-Men, then I'm game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the shit I do like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it, I think that that's perfect casting. And I think oh, that, yeah. I don't think that he'll be the villain. I think that he'll be, he'll cause problems enough for another, for the, the villain to show his head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to like discredit King the Conqueror so he doesn't come after me or anything like that. But <laughs> I, I just have the feeling that like I think that he's too like you have to be so deep into the comics to be able to like pick it up and like know what you're dealing with and stuff. But like Thanos has been around for a while and Thanos was pretty like recognizable and known throughout like most most of the casual comic book audience knew who Thanos was right but is the casual audience going to know who Kang the Conqueror is so what do you I mean what do you think Trav you think that he's would be a good like main villain for a movie and I I know that goes against a lot of popular uh opinion about him being a kind of Thanos level big bad. And the reason why I say that is because Marvel like with moviegoers time travel universe hopping that whole narrative device you can only use that so many times on the same property with it not being like the core thing, like say back to the future. Right. You can only like, you can only allow that to be something that the audiences are going with 
in a film or something like this before a lot of the more cynical moviegoers start just tuning out and stop showing up. Because even though we praise time travel stories, we love them and all of this, a lot of people shit on time travel. They think it's 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 a cheap way of going stuff. about writing a story, like all of that. And while Kang isn't necessarily about disrupting timelines and all that, it's still dealing with the fact that we have someone that can go forwards, backward in time, kind of have like an omnipotence top feel. Yeah. And I feel like doing that, a lot of people are going to cry foul saying, oh, they're just doing Thanos' shit again. And, you know, yeah. like I personally welcome any of of the the rogue gallery of, of Marvel. But I think if I'm, if we're trying to think in terms of the general audience, I don't think he's a good idea for a like multi-film arc villain. Yeah. Well, this is this is what I'll say about it, and because I agree with you 110 percent on that, Trev. If they bring Kane the Conqueror in as a quote-unquote multi-film villain, then they need to use him as the introduction to to heroes. Give us a reason why specific heroes either exist or or come come to light and use that as a jumping off point in like present modern time and let that be what it is. It's and then, funny that you it's funny that you say that. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You're fine. Um I actually had I was thinking about this movie news a while, a while a few days ago. And I was actually just thinking about it. And, you know, the way the MCU is set up, even though they gave us that look and you, you know, blink and you missed it moment where they did show us the Baxter building for the Fantastic Four and everything. Yeah. Um, in reality, it's going to be really hard. Like, it's going to be hard to introduce them as just these people who've always been around at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so what I've wondered is if they could do something where, because of Kang coming and going, and because we have a comic arc that's in continuity, uh, it was the most re- recent Secret Wars run, um, that was largely, or at least the build up to it was largely through the Fantastic Force perspective. Uh, particularly, Reed Richards had ran a bunch of programs. Like, he's just been running algorithms, and it just sets up for him. He's like, I've ran these algorithms a million times. There's nothing I can do to save our universe. Uh, granted, I'm paraphrasing a lot of plot. You know what I mean? There's a lot of other shit that was going on. Yeah, yeah. But you witness... Uh, the Marvel Universe get destroyed. And uh, the Fantastic Four, they build themselves a Noah's Ark ship type of sorts that can survive it. They can't save the universe, but goddammit, they can construct a, a ship that'll outlast it, you know, which is yeah. because comic books. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but anyways, I've wondered if they could find a way in the MCU to have it to where the result of Kang doing dimension hopping we have one where the Fantastic Four come out of a universe that's been destroyed and okay. Kane came through it right. as well. Or because he went through it, these guys came through to keep like they're back like another fight from another Marvel universe 
bleeds over into ours. And it's right. Kang and the Fantastic Four, essentially. Yeah. Um, and because of those situations, it can create some sort of original take on Doctor Doom. Yeah. Because we're dealing with an alternate universe, uh, Victor Von Doom, all of that stuff, and have it to where the Fantastic Four, they, you know, you know, they have it to where he achieves becoming Doom regardless of whether it was through the origins or not. Right, yeah. No, yeah. And uh, I like that. I mean, that, <clears throat> and that's what I was saying about Kang. It's like, if you're going to have Kang be this and you're not going to go full balls out, jumping between dimensions, jumping between time, jumping between all this kind of stuff, which we know they're not going to do. Like you're, I don't, I have a feeling that if they do that again, it's going to be like an, <clears throat> uh, and this is a terrible way to phrase it, but an end game scenario where they have no other options to do something like this right. as, from a movie making perspective. Um, so I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with you there. I mean, that would be the perfect way to bring him in, make him relevant, show what he's capable of, yet give him an actual purpose for being there other than just being another villain. Like, yeah, have him come through, you know, doing his thing and it be to a degree where maybe, and just so we can still get a classic Fantastic Four origins of sort. Have the Richards and, and everyone, have the four come through that dimension or whatever rip. And because they've showed up in our universe, that's what like that that transition from their universe to ours or dimension, however you want to put it, that's what gave them their abilities. Yeah. And I mean you could you could ask pull so many reasons. Like they came through and it happened to be through a lot of particles that were still remnant because of the snap. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, just so many little weird, uh, timey wimey things you can explain to be why they, why they are what they are, and yeah. even have it where Doom comes along too, and he's all fucked up. They're all, at, you know, and have it to where they're all one group at first, recovering, figuring out all these things, and then just have that character development and interaction to where Doom is like, you know, fuck y'all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, fuck this whole planet. I have yeah. powers, you know, like, yeah. And, and I think, and to me, that would be the appropriate way for them to approach doom is because I mean, whenever you have like Magneto, I always thought Magneto was such an interesting villain because like at the end of the day, they, him and Charles Xavier want the same thing. They're just going about it in different ways. Right. Yeah. So if you have uh doctor doom show up and he's, with them and he's helping them and like he's not full full doctor doom yet um and then things happen plot development happens and you see the transition over the course of several films or several things that happen it, it they pull you in liking the character and then they give you a reason to feel for his fall if that makes sense so um, to hate him yeah oh yeah and, so, and, and and I think another thing would be cool, and, and this is just pure spitballing with this. I mean, just just imagine like a movie where you keep it centralized on them and whatever whatever flagship hero these guys are going to be introduced with. 
you know, have it where hell it's it it could be anyone like like they're running with like for instance with them introducing Kang, they're rolling with Ant Man. Yeah. So have it focused on them because we have the the the, the interesting thing about them removing Captain America and and we're 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 speaking strictly the MCU now as opposed to comics. We can leave that medium the fuck alone. But for the MCU, you know, you have the Fantastic Four rolling with Ant Man, him, you know, they're kind of aware there's other shit going on, but at the same time, it's just like, no, I'm Ant Man. This happened in our world. This is, you know, whatever, you know, like kind of like the, you know, and and you could play into the comedy of Ant Man where Ant Man's gonna like kind of doll up his importance a little more. Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of, you know. But yeah. you know, have where the events of the film play out. They they battle Kang. Kang finally gets defeated and he's like, fuck this. He's gone. By the end of the movie, have the tension between uh the Fantastic Four and Doom get frayed, where at the end, you know, Doctor Doom is born, we get the whatever, you know. We get the at least the seeds planted and what have you, and he fucks off. And you kinda have the movie saved, but by the end though, the Fantastic Four are like, man. What the fuck's going on? Like, have it to where whatever blows come into their lives, be it like the the alternates of their families being weird or some not existing or whatever and stuff. But then have it at the end where it's just them being like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" Like, Victor's power more more powerful than all of us. Yeah. You know all this kind of shit, and then you 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 hear Scott Lang go, you know, kind of have a they don't know who they're fucking with moment. Yeah. And out steps the new Avengers. Yeah. And it's like, all right, like fucking game set and match. There's going to be more and we're going to have all these people, but just have that first shot of the fantastic four with the Avengers. And just like, you know, like this is what it's going to look like, but stick around for more, you know? Yeah. 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 I like that. I'm interested, and I think I, I like the idea of King. I mean, when they bring villains and stuff like that into the MCU, it always excites me because in what world did we ever think that we would see fucking Kang the Conqueror on the big screen? Yeah, or, or have it to where we're going to possibly be in a world where he's a household name. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the dude from Lovecraft Country, Cat. Like, it's fucking perfect, man. I'm. It's great. Is it Atticus that's playing him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine that face on Kang the Conqueror? That's oh, gonna. That that, that's gonna be. Room it's acting. gonna be good. Good acting, nonetheless. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Remember, we watched the trailer of the Five Bloods. Yeah, that Spike. So he's in movie. that, and um, Bozeman was in it. Really? Yeah. I still want to see know. that. That's like where the the group of guys from Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. I, st- I think that's I think a Netflix should, movie. So. I think we should put it on the list. Yeah, yeah. I maybe uh, to try to bring it up. Yeah, maybe November. These, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have one more tidbit of news here before we move on that I've seen. Um, Before we elaborate on that, I, I just I'm sorry, I'm, my mind's racing with ideas now for this shit. Like, just think of so many funny moments, you know, because the idea that Cap and Iron Man are gone, they don't have that first response. Yeah. 
hence why the like Kang and everyone's can do what they're doing. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. Hulk's dealing with Hulk shit. Thor's fucking off with the Guardians. Uh, yeah. Doctor Strange. And this would be the funniest part because he would be the, the main person that would be like, all right, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. But like Scott Lane goes to Doctor Strange and he's like, man, there's these people here. Like they they all there's a dude that can like turn on the like turn fire on blah 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 and Doctor Strange is just like that's beneath me dude you yeah. just told me everything that they can do get your shit together and stop them and then he fucks off you know like yeah, right yeah it's it's whatever they decide to do is gonna be good stuff man yeah I'm excited um so Trav dropped this in here. They are working on a new World of Warcraft movie as of right now. Um, It's reportedly in the works, and that's good news for fans of the series. Legendary Pictures already has the next WoW entry in development, according to Daniel Richmond. Travis Fimmel of Vikings fame starred in the original film, which didn't exactly light the world on fire in America. However, Warcraft did some tidy numbers in overseas market, Markets indicating that the appetite is there for some CGI chaos. Duncan Jones directed the first effort and had, <clears throat> and has been adamant that there was more room to explore the World of Warcraft lore and subsequent projects. One would only need to look the Blizzard themselves for proof of this concept. They're busy adding more pages to the already hefty tome of lore in the series and don't look to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, back in 2017, Fimmel told Crave that working on Vikings really helped him collect the skills for Warcraft. Um, with, I'm going to ignore the quote because, you know, uh, with respect to how big of a property the Warcraft series is, the actor was absolutely aware of what he would be stepping into. Anytime you enter such a large project with established fans, you have to be ready to deliver for that built-in audience. Um, also, because fantasy is such a wide category, there's probably some overlap between established fans of the actor's work and WoW. Uh, and then there's a bunch of quotes in here, but I'm not going to quote them. So, um, I didn't watch the original Warcraft movie. I've seen it. Um, how was it? I liked. I don't know anything about Warcraft. It was a fun. But, uh, it's a fun. It's a fun popcorn I may movie, have man. It on my you server. Should, you should entertain it one night, Griff. Or hell, it we should. Looks you good. should pod lock it, man. Well, what we could yeah. do is do them both if this one comes out. Yeah. We could end up doing them both. I mean, does it reinvent the wheel, Griffin? No. There's a big bad that's gonna fuck everything if he gets his way, and there's dimension hopping and shit. So. I mean, it's stuff that you've seen in other works for sure. But like Adam was saying, uh, it's it's it, to add to it, it's very spectacle based. Like there's just the work that they did on making the orcs look like they do. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really good moments. There is some exquisite fucking acting though. Yeah, for sure. Right. But I don't think the movie. I don't think the movie was worthy of just being forgotten. It's yeah. definitely not forgettable, but yeah. it's it's still a niche film. You know what I mean? Right. 
Well, I, I remember listening to an interview with Duncan Jones. I think Kevin Smith actually did it. Um, and he was talking about how it came out in the United States, didn't do that well, but it fucking killed overseas, like the article was saying. And um, it killed enough to justify making another film, even if it's just for foreign markets and like a limited release in the United States. So to me, honestly, it's surprising because think about how big the 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 overseas markets are. You know, everybody wants to look at the at the U.S. markets as kind of the trendsetters and everything. But dude, like, if you can hit it big overseas, you're gravy. I mean, look at fucking uh, Pacific Rim. I mean, Pacific. The same thing happened with Pacific Rim. It did. It did decent in the U.S., we but it did it. gangbusters. Yeah, it well, did they gang, love movies gang, like that. And see, that's that's yeah. the that's the one area. I feel like with American audiences in regards to like cinema and stuff like that, um, America's opinion on films suck ass. Agreed to a fucking core. And it's cause we have so many, it's like, like you could go out in the street and there's more people that tell you they're going to sit down and watch an episode of Chicago fire tonight. than like something, something different, something yeah. that's, that's that that is ridiculous. That is over the top. That is some sort of fantastic style story. Yeah. And when you give American audiences that 90 percent of the time, they're just going to bat their eyes and just like be fucking confused. Yeah. But yet you could shovel them the same lawyer style fucking format story left and right. And they fucking gobble it up. Yeah. And I've never I've never understood that. Um, you can give us a movie where we parachute vehicles out of a fucking plane that lands single file on the road and people lose their goddamn mind over, but you give them like monsters wrecking the city or robots fighting or time travel. And they're just like, that's stupid. And to me, movies, whether you're going to go the art house route and pull some boring ass stalker shit or you're going to give us fucking Avengers. Well, that's, I, I mean, we enjoy like, that movie like that where it's like, like you said, dude, I don't want Chicago fire. I don't want Chicago PD. I want something that takes me out of this shit for just a little while. An adventure. Yeah. And that's and why that goes real big overseas, man, is because a lot of these people like, could you imagine living in like China? You well, know, I mean, think of their culture, that man. Fucking, escape like their their cultures are these stories that are just completely fantastic like these types of you know these beings that, that take different forms these uh you know a band of heroes that saves a, a village or you know you have all that but then in, in a lot of western culture we're so we're so absorbed with tr- like having these humanized stories of struggle and 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 the rule of law and and yada 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 enough shit we get with the 24-hour news cycle i don't want that in my goddamn tv yeah i don't want i like i mean how many times can 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 our our country's audience 
cut the TV on and honestly enjoy the fact that it's yet another boring ass episode or movie where this guy's got to win the he's got to win the trial. If he doesn't win the trial, all is lost. Democracy has fallen. And it's like, dude, get that shit out of my face, man. It's that that's boring. Yeah. Hang on, guys, give me one second. I needed to come back in. I've actually got something that kind of goes in line with that. I got some honorable mention. But that makes sense why, like, um, World of Warcraft, the company that owns it, remember they bent the knee? Yeah. I got mad. Uh, Disney has bent the knee a few times. Um, What's the guy, Finn? Is his name Finn? Star Wars? Mm-hmm. It's Finn, right? Yeah. Almost completely uh, removed from the posters when they do like movies in China. Right. He wasn't happy about it, but they have to do that there. That's just a thing. Like you yeah. remember them watching the little short film cartoon? Yeah. And oh, what yeah. you call it and how they were all laughing and you know, and you saw what was going on there. Yeah. Um but like Here's here's something like my grandparents will watch all they'll watch Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and some other Chicago shit back to back, and the shows are connected, and they watch that shit every week, dude. You know, like clockwork. But like, yeah. here's what's happening now. This was some honorable mentions that I had pulled up. I won't go too far into it, but Paramount is no longer in the business to make a Star Trek movie. They said they're done. Um, they said if they said right now they feel like it's television property and they're not willing to invest in movies because, and they said if one of the series like takes off, they may, but right now the numbers, they're just not there on Star Trek. And that's, you know, you got people watching all this other garbage, but they don't want to watch this. They don't want that sci-fi, you know, out of this world. Like when I saw that, I was like, damn, really? Gonna stop making Star Trek movies, but I'm sure later on down the line somebody will come up with a good idea and they'll, you know, kind of reboot it all again and do it over. I think a lot of it might be large in part to to how there's so many different types of quote unquote political movements going on in our country that movie different movement movements in such a way whether they're painting them in a good light or a bad and. I feel like a lot of them are creatively bankrupt and being able to have something like that be an underlying theme, but not slapping you in the face with it. Cause that's what makes that movies that have those themes, great movies, um, just to ask pull, um, aliens. And I think that's probably one of the most like the, 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 the I guess it's the low hanging fruit of the argument, but I still think it's cause it, it makes for the best argument. Aliens was a way of having a strong female lead that don't need no man yeah. without you having to feel that your mouth's being ripped open and you're shoveled with this shit, you know? Um, I think also like another movie too, uh, green book, Oh, a great man. film a, a great film that explores the struggle of a black homosexual but yeah. once again doesn't 
fuck your face with it. Instead, it, it puts this character in a realistic situation where he has to deal with it. I will say yeah. this, dude. Everyone that I've recommended that movie to, and you know, I don't normally recommend movies like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I mean. Yeah. But everybody that I've recommended it to absolutely loved it. And they didn't even know about it. They had they film. probably never would have watched it. But I've been like, hey, you need to check that green book movie. out. That's a good ass movie right there. And so you have a lot of movies and TV shows um that that do the exact opposite. Um uh, it's to me, one dude, of the, all it's, those shows are just the same. They are. They but really I'll are. sit there. And like, if I'm hanging out with my grandparents, visiting, and, you know, they're not going to stop watching their shows, I will sit there and tell them. Most of the time, I, I'm already telling them, like, oh, well, this is what's going to happen. And they're like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know that was going to happen? I'm like, because they're all the same. It's, you know, you see, you can only see a story so many times. Watch I've last seen this story. episode. You know? I've seen this story uh, yeah. on a different show. You you know you can only it's just recycled. And I think it's yeah, and I think it's reflective Garbage. that Hollywood Hollywood is slowly they're so focused on getting that message across that they forget to make a good story. Because a good story is one where you can take a message away from it. Yeah. Like you can once it's off screen and you're you're chewing on it. There's you're nothing like, to chew. Right. Yeah. Because you've been chewing on it the two hours you were watching yeah. it. Well, like with the TV so show, as soon as it's over, that's it, man. Next, nothing to chew on. Yeah, but that, I think that that's why a lot of people like it. Yeah, because things, nothing to like, chew on. I'm just, just going to use my own personal experiences. So we do the movie podcast. I watch movies. I watch TV shows. This, that, and the other. Other people in my life, yeah, like to watch murder docudramas mm-hmm. because it gives you the facts lays it all the out invest, the investigation There's and the resolution board. yeah all in like i don't know 30 minutes yeah it doesn't so, make you think it doesn't put you in their shoes it doesn't no. make you contemplate there is it. no how did that make you feel like, and you know and 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 the thing is is that's fine with it being a documentary because yeah. when you sit down that should be the mindset of most viewers is, okay, I don't want to have to guess here. I want them to say, this happened yeah. because of this person, and this is what he did. Well, and then you go through the episodes of going, here's why he did it. Here's the kind of movie you know they're not going to like. That movie that when it's over, it's up to you. What do you think yeah. happened? Oh, like Interstellar. And then when it goes off, it's like, well, wait a minute. like I mean, or, or even better, like like Inception. Inception. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Inception. Like, like, he, most like, of his Was movies, he dreaming? You know what I mean? Like, was um, he dreaming still? I watched that clip that you world? dropped where they did the thing in real time. How yeah, interesting. And that was that? pretty I fucking watched, cool. Yeah, I watched but that too. All of that went That's, on. That whole long ass movie went on in like five minutes. I really liked how, I don't, I, I don't know if it was just a coincidence when the guy was editing it down. Because I know in the movie it's supposed to be reflective, like what was going on in a level above is going to ha- happen a level below. But when, you know, whenever the, the van wrecks and it's flipping, yeah. that that's our hallway sequence. Yeah. yeah. That's why and it's I just, I thought that, Yeah, and I thought that was cool how it still lined up. Yeah. And I, I, don't, 
like I, I assumed that there were moments because I tried because uh, you know there's so much going on when you were watching the clip that like you know I, I felt like there were moments where they did speed up, slow down, speed yeah, up, slow to, down. Uh, you know, to get yeah. it all to cram into that little short clip. But I but mean, all of that was happening. It's like a dream, dude. A dream could feel like a day, a year. But I yeah. thought it was interesting too because it kind of showed you like how time. The, the whole thing when, when Cobb's explaining the dream world at the beginning of the film and how time's going to move differently, yeah. this, that, and the other, all that. Because that fourth little screen, when it finally came on, those images were hauling ass, yeah. dude. Like, they were... Yeah. I'm sitting there was, watching it, like, how many movies were in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Right. I do have a, a couple of more honorable mentions. It's just something I wanted to mention. Amber Heard's probably not going to be an Aquaman 2. They're already talking that's, about recasting her because fine. of the whole, you know, thing that so, went down. On on that thing that went down, because I've seen, we've posted articles off and on, but I've never really, so. Well, she straight up lied in court, dude, and, and it it all came so out. That's, that's, so that's the recent, that's well, the, the, case that's the is fact done. that we're all running and, with. And people came to his defense and was like, "So Depp, so Depp, so Depp was kind of more or less cleared from his charges, but abusive. it kind of backfired, 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 yeah. backfired." Well, he had recordings of her, you know, telling him, threatening, like it all. Like she, you know, she tried to pull, play that card. Um, she tried to play the "I'm the woman" card, and he treated me. But it was, dude, it was, it was flipped. And and what what sucks is that all real world well, stuff aside, she wasn't a bad mara. Well, what sucks is because of the lawsuit against Depp, which you know turned out not to be true. All these people started doing these articles, and then they fire him. Disney fires him from his franchise that he's you know that he's been a part of ever since it came out. Yeah. Um. He is. I think he's gonna do some Sherlock Holmes stuff. Like they're gonna get him back in. They're gonna try to make it right. I don't want to go too deep into that because you know it's the whole. I think Depp as an actor needs a he needs a role that's a palate cleanser. Yeah. He needs just a he needs a nick of time role again. Yeah. Well, he like, like don't slap him in a dopey ass costume and fucking stupid ass makeup. Like give us a role where he's where it's just he's just a, a common man and something's happening. Yeah, something like else. Just a good, uh, just a good, a good drama would actually work for him, I think. Something else I saw that I did want to bring up is that the Dark Crystal Netflix series has been canceled after one season. Um, that they, was just going to be a one and no, done it in wasn't. general. They, 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 they set it up for the next chapter, and fans were eager to, you know, see what was going to happen, but it's just not going to happen. Um, maybe the numbers weren't there. I know I haven't. I didn't do my part, man. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I got got halfway. I'll put it this way. I got halfway Um, through it and then got distracted. And the numbers, you know, the numbers matter. When it comes to something like the amount of money they spent, it matters. I will will say, though, man, what I did watch was visually impressive because they, they kept the same tone with the you know with Jim Henson's you know his puppet creations his whole the whole team at, at the Jim Henson company and everything uh, CGI was very minimal in contrast to how it's usually oh. used. These well, they days. talked about that that the stuff they do requires and, like technical innovation. 
Oh, it looked it it, you know, it looked it was fantastic yeah. looking in regards to how it was executed. But it has been uh, shelved for now. But I agree with you. I didn't do my part in finishing. I didn't the go whole watch run, it, and I, and I plan to watch it. I just haven't had a chance. <clears throat> now, here's the last little tidbit I got to bring up because when I saw this, I was like, no fucking way. Have y'all heard about anybody doing a movie in space? No. Okay. Do y'all remember? A while I've back seen, when we talked about, I think about, I've seen this. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about the first person to do a movie in space, and we were like, maybe it could be it. We remember us talking about that. Yeah. All right. Well, your boy Tom Cruise is going to be the first person to do a movie in space. Of, of, of course. course. All right. Now check of this course. out. <laughs> it's been leaked. The 2020-2023 manifest includes Tom Cruise and director Doug Liman. They're going to the International Space Station. They're hitching a ride. With SpaceX Dragon Capsule. They're going up, dude. Um, they're going to launch 2021 October. And they're going to go up there and make a fucking movie, dude. And a whole movie shot in space. At the International Space Station. Yes. What the fuck? Tom Cruise, he was like, you know, once the offer came up, he's one of those people that's like, you know, he's going to be leaving Mission Impossible. What could they... I, I, I would like to at least... I don't want the whole idea to be spoiled because it seems like it could be something. Universal you know, Studios something is throwing down wow 200 you. million. But I'd like to know what 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 plot could they have that pits Tom Cruise alone on the space? Well, he, station? I don't think he's gonna be alone. There'll be other people there probably. There is, you know, there's gonna be passengers going to the space station. Um, they're gonna hitch right up. You know, it's there's not much yet, but they're on. What and this may not even, but they're crazy. on the manifest. And then he's. What if you they know, did something crazy, man? And they had it to where the director's up there directing Cruise, and he's like, "I want you to do." You know, they film all these sequences, and then he's got an assistant director with a cast and crew down on Earth filming the other scenes, and maybe he gets to approve the dailies or something. Well, I just thought that was interesting. No, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the idea is fantastic. Like, they're just, working just, with NASA. It just makes. They're working with Elon. He's going to be the first actor to go to, to make a movie entirely in space. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not like bashing at all. I just wondered, well, I, I just, it has me interested for the, this is a movie. I want to know the ins well, and outs and tidbits cool of its that? creation. Cause that's such a cool idea. We all watch gravity. Yeah. This can be done without going to space without yeah. putting yourself in danger. I know There's Elon's got a, a good track record. Oh yeah, nuts, dude. Though. And then just knowing that they're fit, like this, the space station could just break yeah. apart any moment. A little pebble could well, like hit it and just yeah, like that. Like well, well, knowing that if like there'll be shots of Tom Cruise floating and moving through like an air real. duct or something. Yeah, it's not a plane that's and, peaked and it's coming yeah. back down, or it's not in some strings or wire harness. Like that's motherfuckers in the fucking low orbit, you know. That's neat though. Yeah, that's interesting. Interested in that? That's mission, dude. That's dangerous, man. Eight. Hopping on the, the <laughs> flight up and down problem. is dangerous. I mean, I would. Oh, even getting out of getting into orbit is fucking a task well, in and of itself. Like I'm, it's a it's an achievement every time we do it. The fact that that whole thing could be <laughs> shot on a green screen in a studio because um, gravity looked great. Yeah, looked believable. Yeah. What well, what would be great if we lived in a world where everyone had their own 
theme music playing just out of nowhere, like straight family guy yeah. style. Get your live soundtrack. Every every time Tom Cruise is somewhere, you hear that the the thing from the Scientology video that what's crazy is they probably came to him and they were like we're going to do this space movie. And he's like, not only are we going to do this space movie, we're going to do it in space. My feet and levels. And they're like, yeah, I don't think we can do that. And Tom Cruise is like, dude, I'm Tom Cruise. Okay. I just fucking bought a a cruise ship to shoot a movie. I'll buy the International Space Station. You know what Hollywood is in the modern world because of me. You got to give it up to him. He might be batshit crazy. But that's cool. The thing is, he... I feel like the thing with Tom Cruise is just he he's he's such a a piece of pop culture in and of himself that his existence is a meme. Yeah. And yeah. I don't mean that negatively. And we're not just talking risky business meme. But I think that all of that, all that stuff, it comes from a point of love because the world loves Tom Cruise, man. I like him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You, if something like, happened if you to said, him, I'd be like, that's a bummer. If he. Well, I mean, he 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 would be a worthy headline news death, yeah. like Tom it Cruise actor passes away at whatever. Yeah, and you could like, I feel like you could walk up to anyone. Everybody knows who Tom Cruise is. Normal person, whatever. And you hand a fucking catalog of his career. One of those movies on there, somebody's going to have watched and been like, I like that one. Yeah, everybody knows. That's a household name. You got the 50, 60 year old person that's like, oh, I loved him in Days of Thunder. Well, and see, then you've got somebody being like, you know, like. Like, you can, and then, you know, like his, his series, you know, like Rain Man. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, like there's, there's um, different. Like, the past two to three generations men. have have all had their, their one Tom Cruise movie. How, how iconic is that scene where he's like, you can't handle the truth? Yeah. Especially in today's that's, climate. That's how you, I heard Will Smith talk about it one time, and he's like, that's how you know when you're famous. I think I've heard Jack Black talk about it, too. Like, you're famous here, of course. Yeah. But when you go to countries, like, you know, out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, and they're like, Kung Fu Panda, you know? Or, yeah. you know, there's there's only a few that reach that level. Robert Downey Jr., uh, yeah. DiCaprio. You know, Osiris. <laughs> that 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 level of world star famous. Oh yeah, Robert Downey Jr. And I think he's content with it too. He knows that he will always be Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, and I I know for a fact that he will play Iron Man again. For uh, sure. For crying out loud, he'll probably be buried in a hot rod red and gold casket. For all we know. Yeah. He is Tony Stark. I mean, nobody's you know, gonna and, be able to do that. Well, the, yeah. And the same, to be on topic, the same applies to Tom Cruise. There will never be another Ethan Hunt. No, not like that. I just thought that was worth mentioning because yeah. we've talked about that before, doing a movie in space. So, so has Zero has gravity. Maverick has Maverick even hit theaters yet, or was it I don't delayed think so. because of the pandemic? Because I remember they were generating buzz for well, Top Gun We saw Gun some of the trailers, but I think it was set to gone. come out 2021 or something. Oh, okay. But you know, depending on what happens. Let's see, Maverick. I'm surprised Tom Cruise and DiCaprio haven't been in a movie together. 
right? Like a good action thriller movie. Yeah, right here. Like, it's already on his IMDb, Untitled Tom Cruise SpaceX Project. Dude, that Maverick movie ain't even on here. No, there like it is. Imagine, it's in post-production. Well like, ima- well, like imagine a movie where Tom Cruise July is like... July 2021. He's a, he's a detective chasing down a psychotic DiCaprio. A little Catch Me If You Can? Well, Catch darker. Me With You Can, Catch Me With You Can, but with a little bit of that Candyland acting. A little darker? In. Rated R? Yeah, Catch a little bit of like, you know, just a, just a point where DiCaprio just like leans in on a victim. He's just like, he's like, are you going to kill me? And the dude's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Speaking of. I'm like, by the time I'm through, your blood's going to be painting my walls, buddy. Speaking of Catch Me If You Can, I had a dream last night that I met Tom Hanks and he was like seven foot. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. And everybody was standing in this doorway and he was like meeting everyone. And he was dressed like he was going to be in, um, what was that movie? Oh, shit. With Chris Tucker, where he was the radio guy. The Fifth Element? Yeah, dude, he was dressed like all weird. Like he had that That's that a weird scary white hair face. that was all like poked up. and Seven foot Tom Hanks. Yeah, and he was like, a, and I said, and I said something about his man. outfit. He was like, he's doing this movie, and it, it just looked weird. But he was Tom Hanks, dude, and he was shaking everybody's hand. Have it where like his pants are just long enough to like you he see his so ankle tall. socks. He was dressed like a futuristic Colonel Sanders. I, I don't. I mean, I'm thinking like a retired Slender Man. Like weird. I'm going a completely different direction. I'm just going with what I saw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I even said something. I was like, I, I was like, are you going to be in the new Demolition Man? And he was like, it's Doom. You know? And I was like, oh. Because he had that weird, it was just weird, his wardrobe. And yeah. it's like, why are you wearing this around on the street? You know? Whatever. I don't know why I dreamed that shit. That's all the movie news I got, fellas. I'm closing out with the Tom Hanks. I thought that was interesting. And we'll yeah. see. I mean, you got to give him props, dude, for... If I was worth 500 and almost $600 million, I probably wouldn't get on a rocket. That's just me. I mean, but he's always pushing it, dude. Well, at this point in his career, man, he's probably just looking for just the next thing to do to say he did it. Well, you know, he's real big on doing the stunts, and that's one hell of a stunt. No actor can say that. Yeah. I shot a movie in space. He's doing it for the clout, dude. Yeah, dude. They're like, yeah, you know, I was shooting this movie in Afghanistan. He's like, oh, yeah, I did one in space. (laughs) You know, he's hopping on the couch. (laughs) In that Oprah interview, it's like, all right, dude. I'm going to recommend on these trailers, we watch them in reverse. Um, Before we go to trailers, man, uh, uh, I don't know if we've dabbled on it. But uh, there's been some Mandalorian news drop in the past few well, days. Well, I was talking to Griffin about it the other day. That dude walked off the set. Well, uh, apparently... Because he wants to take his helmet um, off? Well, apparently that's a lot of hogwash. Yeah. Well, if you go to his apparently, Twitter, dude, he's well, promoting Mandalorian like every day. So it's... From what I've, from what I've put together, um, I think it's just a case that there was a fly on the wall. Yeah. One of them type of motherfuckers. There was a fly on the wall that maybe it came across It was some Pascal. chick that leaked it. Well, I, I'm we thinking it's probably something. 
Well, I think it comes down to just they probably saw where Pascal was like, hey, do you think we could film a couple scenes with the I could get a little FaceTime. And then fucking Favreau was like, that's not the way. Well, yeah, well, Disney was like, you know, we get it, but yeah, that's not that's not character. what you signed up for. And Pascal was probably like, damn it, probably upset for a day. Yeah. And then he probably went back to do his fucking Yeah, because it's one hell of a check. Yeah. And I mean, because and here's what's going to happen. No, but here's he, what's going to happen. He, if he, he probably knew when he signed his when he knew he was going to be the Mandalorian. They said, you're going you're going to fucking be wearing this helmet. Mavro for sure lot. told him. So, with that knowledge in mind, I feel like it was just a case where maybe just in the spur of the moment, yeah. he was just like, hey, like let's talk time. turkey. Since it's one of the biggest shows, you know, and, you know, one of the, almost one, probably one of the greatest Star Wars shows. And, you know, and an many, actor, but, no, but listen, and an actor, here's the thing, an actor man, being told no would make for a good headline, but you know, it's like this, you can walk away from this money. Which is probably a nice little chunk of change. I know you haven't had much work since Game of Thrones. You could probably walk away because we can just get someone else. We can find an actor that's as tall as you, and we can find a voice that sounds like you. Do you really want to yeah. leave? Because we'll do. You know they'll do it. So I don't see him leaving at all. No. And um, in the same uh, same topic. I just saw this article where they said that uh, the the guy playing uh, Moff Gideon, um, he's he's reported that. Well, well, he's already it's report, he broke it, it's three report. in season three and season four, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Favreau is already writing season three. Gus is already um, mentioned. Of course, dude. so we're probably. Probably gonna get. He's probably our long haul villain. Um. So yeah. I uh, just thought I would. Th- I just saw that and I was like, "Well, that's worth talking about now." Instead of I've been keeping week. an eye on it. I heard about it about a week ago, but it was just one little report. It's that guy that does the Star Wars videos. We've watched some mm-hmm. of them. And then I went over to see if old Doomcock had mentioned, and he hadn't brought it up yet because it came. It was a weird report, and then. Like they said, when you go to his Twitter, he's done nothing but promote um, the Mandalorian daily. Also, he was on there praising the Mandalorian, got seven Emmys. Wow, right? And he said, of course. That's what he said. Yeah. When he posted the link that they got seven Emmys, he said, of course. So he'd be a fool to walk away from that. Yeah. I did see where that Shit's Creek got a bunch of Emmys. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be moving to Comedy Central. Oh, really? Yeah. I might have to check that out. Yeah. I've been hearing the buzz for a few years now. and I like old Megatron, you know? Gene Levy. Do y'all want to do these? Let's watch them all. Like, you want to start at the bottom with Cranston? And save the Mandalorian and WandaVision for last? Yeah, let's do it. We haven't we watched that Mandalorian during the week, right? We didn't watch it on here? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I thought That's we cool, watched man. it. Watch it with Oh, 
anyway. Starting out with uh, Your Honor. Yeah, I'm ready. We're starting at the bottom, uh, Trav, above uh, Mandalorian. Uh, um, I'm ready with Dropping Your Honor. Comment. Speaking of lawyer stuff. Yeah, <laughs> better call Saul. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, this looks a little. Circle cam, I like it. We'll hit and run action. Heard it. Oh, and it's his dad. He's the lawyer. I mean, the judge. It's dad. This is probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, no. It's that guy. Yeah. And her. This looks good, man. That dude was really good on Boardwalk Empire. Down to watch that. We need another banger with Cranston in it, man. Yeah, that looks so good. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, and it's only a ten episode, and yeah, limited series, one season. Yeah, just a really long movie. Yeah. Where did oh, I don't this remember. came out of nowhere, didn't it? I don't remember watching this, but, you know, came out September the 16th. No, I don't remember watching this. I'm excited. John C. Riley, sci-fi comedy. All right. Maybe a little Space Moonbase Force eight. action. Yeah. You ready, Trav? Moonbase 8? Mm-hmm. All right, three, two, one, play. <laughs> well, Tom goes to the mayor there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems a little space force to me. Showtime's version. Let's see. Very small mirror. <laughs> This is one of those training areas. Yeah. Dude. That was that singer. 
The guy that sings for Queen? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, he won one of those singing contests. Yeah. Adam Lambert? Mm-hmm. Fred Armiston? I'm iffy on him. This is probably going to be like a drier space force. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> God damn. Hello, baby. God damn. <laughs> no, you're not. The comments are bad, but it looks like something I'd watch. It doesn't. It doesn't look terrible. No. I mean. Next, we got some sci-fi her. Horror. Where? Sci-fi horror. That's how I say it now. Horror. Black box? Yeah. What's in the box? Oh, speaking of what's in the box, and we're watching that next week, I think the 25th anniversary was today. I saw articles where they were talking about um, the director and the movie. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Dude, it was today? I think so. Here's what's crazy. We were set to watch that and do that today. Yeah. And we and talked about the no problems. idea. Yeah. That that was the anniversary. I can't wait it's, to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I am beside myself. Y'all ready for Black Box? I'm ready for it. You ready, Trav? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. On Prime Video. Eyes. Yeah, I, I clicked on this and it. I saw some scenery that made me go, okay. Okay, I'm guessing he has a memory issue. Yeah. That's telling me. Yeah, Momentum. there we go. Something his wife died in the accident. Yep. He's got a memory issue. He don't remember. Bitch, I was in an accident, you know? Yeah. Dude, the cell. They're going to go in his head. What are you doing down here? Just gonna get weird. Oh, I'm telling you, dude, the cell. Is that the mom from Will Smith? Maybe. Fresh friends. Her. Mm. The aunt. No. 
That's the she's from the Huxtables. Yeah. Look, that blurry face. Woo. You should know. This might be good, fellas. Yeah. Mm. I like a little little sale thing, dude. Yeah, it looks pretty I, interesting. It looks like sale needs memento. Yeah. Yeah. The sale's probably Jennifer. That's probably Jennifer Lopez's best movie. Very uh, underrated film. I liked uh, that movie with her and George Clooney. I think D'Onofrio straight killed it in that movie. The sale? Oh, hey, what movie did, are you yeah. talking about with her and yeah. Clooney? Uh, I'm not remembering. U turn. No, U turn was um, out of sight. She was in U turn though, and that was a good movie. But that had old Sean Penn. Yeah. Where she was banging her dad. Which was I'm uh, talking about. I'm talking about out of sight. Steven Soderbergh. I don't know if I've seen that. 1998. Maybe I have. But U-Turn it's was good. good. Yeah. Which one are we watching next here? Uh, Infidel. It's got Jesus in it. Oh. Okay. Jim Caviezel. He's finally decided to do another movie? Nah. Is this about Jesus? I mean... Would Jesus be considered infidel? I like this comment. That dude is Jesus. Yeah. All right, <laughs> you know, he's like, peace be with you on airplanes and shit. Yeah. Like they get on a plane. He's like, don't worry, guys. We're going to make it. I'm ready when y'all are. Three, two, one, play. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's Jesus. Nobody fucks with the Jesus, right. man. Cloudburst. Has he been blacklisted since Passion of the Christ? Feels that way, right? Or did he just take a break? He was in that TV series for a long time. That's right. Person of interest, I think. That was that guy we killed a while back. Syrian general. Yeah. So he's going to be like some kind of double agent. Yeah. He's preaching to Muslims. He's playing Jesus again.
Yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. Chicago Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the beginning, what was the film company? Outburst or something? Yeah. Cloud Kicker? Yeah, that was, yeah. Hey, about a man betrayed by his country in a climate where people feel betrayed by their country. And he's in here. He's wow. preaching to Muslims, dude. So he's much playing how, Jesus. How fucking quaint. I'm excited about this next trailer, though. Which one? Just, uh, the gate? Yeah, that thumbnail alone. Yeah. Now, is this a remake? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Because the old Stephen Dorff film was fucking creepy as shit as a kid, man. Dude's got the gate in his backyard. Well, let's check it out. Let's see. Holy moly. Oh, it's a submission into a competition. Oh. So it's not a real movie trailer. It's a fan-made... It's like a proof of concept. But I still want to watch it, though. Whenever I was clicking through it, it had some... There was some cool scenery yeah. shots that I was like, yeah, I like that. That's that shit I yeah. like. That's that shit I do like. All right, I'm ready. I kind of want to go back and take my comment off the last one. <laughs> Don't want to get, you know. Yeah. Um, Y'all ready for the gate? I'm ready. Hey, Rev. Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Yeah, I see all the short films on the side, but check this out. Elon's like, we made it. <laughs> we did it. What I'm saying, dude, instead of making some shitty movie, give this motherfucker some money. Yeah. Look at somebody. Look. It already looks awesome. They're finding this on Mars? Yeah. Woo, look at the gate, though. Here it comes. There it is. Look, it's like space. Space. We go into the nether, bitches. <laughs> it did look like a nether that's gate. A, that's a cool shot. I love it when they make face be very like beautiful so are we getting space cthulhu is, dude. um annihilator Pretty good for a proof of concept. It looks fucking Give awesome. them the money. Yeah. We need that new, new. So essentially, it's the... It's the plot to doom. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm excited about this trailer. It's got Jin Yang in it. There's a few other familiar faces. Okay, okay. That you'll see. I like this comment. Bobby Lee is pissed. All right, I'm ready. 
That was pissed. Early flop, yeah, man. All right, three, <laughs> two, one, play. I had to. You'll see some familiar faces. Oh shit. Yeah. Look how it shot. That's seven twenty by four eighty. Yeah. We got him. So long, gay boys. I'm down to oh, we got this dude. Was that Cedric? Yeah. Ari Shafir? That's not Ari Shafir. Yeah, it was. No. Yeah, dude. That's the guy that worked on Dave Chappelle. Neil Brandon, right there? No, man. It's at 47 oh. seconds. Steve, oh, shit. Steve Byrne. When you said Ari Shafir, Neil Brandon was on the thing. I thought so, you Gonna be a lot of comedians in this movie. <laughs> Tom Segura's in it. Neil Brennan. Whitney. They got Felipe, Bill Brennan. Actually, yeah. I think it's going to be a heartwarming story. A a comedy made by comics, man. Fucking ketchup and mustard, dog. It's crazy that Steve Byrne wrote and directed it. Cadaver. He's funny. Is this a is this a movie about somebody who got the recent battle pass completed on Warzone? I don't know, but I gotta finish mine because it it flips over on the twenty sixth, y'all. Did y'all see the news about the underground? No. We'll talk about it after this. All right. I've got a screenshot. I think that was no Brennan trap. What's this? Oh, cadaver. Netflix movie. Looks really good. Can't lie. Okay. All right. Y'all ready? Yes. Ready, Trav? Yep. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. Or. Please peek him. 
uh, Norwegian. I mean, that's how you make a trailer. What the fuck is happening? Give away too much. Yeah, like shit. This next trailer is going to be very, very... This is, what's his name, right? Clive Barker? Yeah. Now, is this... Have you guys... This is a book, right, that he wrote? Has anybody read the book? Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, it's an anthology. It's not just one story. It's okay. several short stories. Well, that's nice. There was something we watched last week that Hulu had where it was like a book, you know. I think I couldn't remember if we watched this or not. I haven't so seen this. I haven't seen that. Yeah, this sure. dropped yesterday. All right, y'all ready? Oh yeah. I leave my comment. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. They've been raving online about this trailer. Guy looks familiar. That was no. Whoa. Wanna know why I got this smile on my face? I remember online seeing the thumbnail of him putting a needle in the guy's eye. Yeah. Come here, shy. Come here, shy. Want some kimchi? I have a thing about people sipping. Okay. I don't trust her. That's the true detectives right there. Why is she seeing these fucking water bugs?
All right, mm. Hulu. It looks like they're they're taking the short story, The Book of Blood, and stretching it out into letting it be the main framework of the show. Yeah. And and the whole concept is that guy who's like, I need complete darkness, yeah. and he wakes up and all that, whatever. Well, his whole shtick is that he claims he's a medium, mm-hmm. and he goes to the, he goes to people's houses, kind of pulls the frighteners. Yeah. Acts like That's he's communing with the dead, but he's not, and he's writing shit all over him and everything. But how did he well, write that that fast? I think that it happened. Well, it, well, the thing is, is that the paranormal and supernatural aspect is absolutely real, and the way you see his character go through in the short story is that it's a case of uh, wrong place at the wrong time. Well, he ends up at this house where dimensions intersect between the living and the dead. And he actually breaks off more than he can chew, and it starts being real. Because, well, that girl, the woman that was like, she don't believe him. She was telling all yeah. those kids, like, I don't, the students, mm-hmm. that's what they look like. But she looks over at the wall. I guess she lost a son or something. I think they have that in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not sleeping, mommy. Like, I mean, clearly. Because that's something you tell kids when people yeah. die. They're sleeping. Because it's, sh- it's just a short it's a short story, so I, I'm interested to see how they're going to you know, add to it, expand on it. Uh, I have no clue if Barker's even attached to this in any capacity, but I'm, I'm always down. I've been ready for some new Clive Barker shit anyway. Y'all want to do The Mandalorian first? Oh, first I don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mando. cool. I got it pulled. Because I've, I've, I've fought the urge to watch this WandaVision trailer for yeah, days. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I've been waiting for, for, for now for this moment. Yeah. Y'all ready? Yes. I'm ready on my end. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Looks like Mars. Look, it's sir. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of Star Trek Enterprise. (laughs) One engine's a little fucking. The hangar door is wide open. Baby Yoda returns. Baby Yoda still ha- doesn't have an... We all deemed him Baby Yoda. Yeah. Not his name. Look at his suit, man. Uh oh. Okay. Rebel, rebel scum. Okay. Oh, they got a rebel escort. Woo! Budget. <laughs> Wherever you go, I go. We did watch this together. You said that. Oh, yeah, yeah. we did. Didn't you we? said, Wherever you go, I go. I remember that now. He just kicked everybody's ass. 
This is the way. Woo! Oh, October 30th. Bring it on, Disney. Speaking of Disney, uh, Daisy Ridley, y'all, she's been blacklisted. Well. She can't find work, dude. Which is why in that interview she came out and said all that shit about Star Wars. That it wasn't planned out, that they just kind of winged it, like, it pissed them off. But she's been blacklisted, like, she said she can't find work, it's real hard. And she's got something coming up with uh, Tom Holland's. Some kind of Disney movie, but she's pretty much been blacklisted. All right, let's get into this WandaVision. I've been... I'm ready. You ready, Trev? Ready to go. All right, I need comms. Three, um, two, go. three, two, one, play. <laughs> you know what that means? Just married. I like so this. She's like in this little world. I love Lucy over here. That was Pony Boy. Yeah. They don't know. So this is all inside her head, right? I don't know. Or is it something he created? Dude, they're like covering every TV show. Yeah. Maybe something. Oh, there she is. A strong pony boy. This looks great. Why couldn't they do this with the other, like, you know, the some of the other movies that we didn't really like? This one looks great. It's gonna be yeah. great if the reveal is that Wanda has had a mental breakdown. And she is It's just this world that she she's created. Like she she's just watching TV and recreating yeah, reality. Well, maybe all the shows she grew up watching because they were they were showing like Witch. I Love Lucy Bewitched, um some of the eighties shows. Which low key I'm excited because they're fucking doing it. We're getting a unique MCU version That's of House I'm of saying. M. This is different. It's and and I've been I've been wanting them to adapt a storyline at least. They're not going to get the scope obviously, but they're, they're hitting all the main points. It's going to be Wanda freaking out, generating these different realities where her and Vision are together, and all the while she's probably going to be in like a fuck. She's probably going to be in like a, a fucking some sort of tank or something like keeping her sedated while or, everyone's deciding what the fuck yeah, she's do in like a her. coma yeah and this is like this is her dreams out pops papa strange going i can fix this bitch cue the next doctor strange movie well was isn't it rumored that doctor strange is going to be in the series it would be great is he not on the imdb i haven't looked but i thought that. it would 
I bet yeah. you he, he'll probably just show up like at the end of episodes being like, we got to. Like, he tries, like, to, or, cut, or he maybe, tries to get through maybe, to her. Or maybe the or maybe she's being held by the government. And Doctor Strange is like, y'all, y'all can't fix this. This you, you need me to do this. And just have moments where you just see Strange popping in and be like, Wait. please let me fucking talk to her. Wait a minute, you this know, is like... nine episodes? <clears throat> yeah. WandaVision. So this is, where are they putting this on their streaming service? Yeah, it's yeah. Disney Plus. Okay. A spinoff, Marvel, okay. So we're getting nine hours here. Yeah. A lot That's of room even for good better, shit. dude. Yeah. A lot of room for some cool yeah. shit to go down. And Paul Bettany, who plays oh, Vision. Uh, Vision, he keeps he keeps quoting that the the scripts for this show are great. They're crazy. They're mind bending. All that kind of stuff. I don't and, like, see Doctor Strange with a character with a character like 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 Scarlet Witch, man. Like this is perfect to explore and give her give her more proper character development Here's- if she's going to be if they're going to try to build her up to be a more flagpole character because she, I mean. She's a walking infinity stone, essentially. Yeah. Why not put her close to the front line? So, like, here's what I do see. There's nine episodes, right? When you look at the cast, I was going here to see if Doctor Strange was in here because they could hold that information out just because they don't want you to know. Yeah. So you got a little group of people down here. They were in one episode. And they're playing like the orderly, Mr. Hart. You know, they're just like the technician. You know, small role. Yeah, I want everyone else, including Vision, Wanda, Scarlet Witch is what they're calling. Oh, they got Scarlet Witch slash dot 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 because she's someone else. They're only in six episodes each. I want them to hold out because a a reveal like that needs. to Well, I think there will be because there's nine episodes in the main cast. One, two, three, four, five, six people. They're only in six episodes. So there's some people they're holding out on. Yeah. We'll see. I had something I wanted to bring up that I ran across this week. So, and since we're a movie podcast, in 1973, a book was published called On the Art of the Cinema. Right? This was a book that was put out. It was an essay from Kim Jong-il, who was a major movie buff. Huge movie buff. So much so that they they ended up doing some kind of Mission Impossible movie or something where, I can't remember the movie, but they made the North Koreans the villains. It was devastating. Mm. But I thought that was weird when I ran across that. And then you're like, when you look at the Footage from it, you see him looking behind the direct. He like never directed a movie, but he was a movie buff, and I was like, he put out an essay. That's all. Awesome. Wrote a book. Wrote book. <laughs> but yeah, next week we're watching seven. Yes. Did you say it was? Yeah. How old is it? Did you say it was twenty-seven years old? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. So that means it came out in ninety-five. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was 95. Yeah, it came out in 95, yeah. 
release date September the 22nd, 1995. Wow. 25 years to the day. To the day. That would have been crazy if we watched. We didn't even know that. Yeah, Isn't that weird how that lines up? Yeah. You know, three weeks ago, we were set to watch that today. Pushed it back, but it's just weird that. Yeah. That lined up. Can't wait to watch it. Morgan Freeman, yeah. Brad Pitt, What's in the Box, David Fincher. Kevin Spacey. Come on. Excited. Get with it. Yeah. All right. He's what? Get busy living or get busy. No, that's the wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess we'll be back Tuesday. Y'all good for Tuesday? Yeah. I have to check my book. I might be uh, able to pencil it in. I'll send you a Outlook uh, meeting yeah. request. Yeah. Send me a Google meeting, a Google invite. All right. I'll send you one. I'm Google. All right. <laughs> I got you.